it said, Consecrate yourselves today. Everybody say today. today. To the Lord. Even every man upon his, upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. Consecrate yourselves today. Even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing today. Consecrate today that he may bestow upon you a blessing today. Consecrate yourself today. I want to try to drive this home as much as I can, that he may bless you today. That's his desire. But first, we've got to make the consecration. Today, I want to talk about the blessing in the consecration. The blessing in consecration. If we can ask the Lord to help us today, anoint our ears to hear what he has to say. I also want to pray for Sister Rini. She left early, not feeling well. And so we want to pray for her as well as we pray over the word of God this morning. Lord, I'm asking today, God, that you would reach down and that you would help us this morning. I pray that you would speak to our hearts. God, I pray that this morning, God, that you would allow the Holy Ghost to have its way. Lord, I'm asking that you would anoint these lips of clay that I may say what it is you want me to say today, Lord, but most of all, that your perfect word would go forth. Lord, that our lives would be changed in Jesus' name. We magnify you and we praise your holy name this morning. We exalt you today. Can we give him a hand clap of praise before we're seated this morning? Oh, we love you, Jesus, and we magnify you today. You are excellent and mighty, O oh God of heaven. Touch Sister Rini, Jesus, I pray. God, heal her body. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Praise God. You can be seated. Praise God. Consecrate yourself. Dedicating ourselves. And uh, I, before I go too far into this, I, I want just to read to you quickly what I found in the original was very intriguing to me. Amen. The word that was translated consecrate came from a Hebrew word uh, and at its primitive root means to feel or be full of in a wide application. It means to accomplish, to confirm, to consecrate, to be at an end, to be expired, fenced, feel or fulfill. Another word that could be used here could have been replenish, satisfy, or to give holy, to be full, 100%. It's able. It's the will of God that each and every one of us be full. Consecration equals fullness. When I'm full of him, then he can bless me like he wants to bless me. Then he can use me like he wants to use me. 
And speaking of using, I want to use somebody this morning to help me out. I've seen this, I've read this multiple times. So this isn't original with me. I think Brother Jason actually posted this this week. But uh, this is what was on my mind this morning. Do I have any volunteers? Come on, Brother Tuffy. I want you to take this glass of water. That's all the water water about. That's all the water about. Well, Sunday school last week with our water. mm, Well, we talked about being full of the Holy Ghost. We're going to show this one to him after he comes. (laughs) No, we're not doing that this week. This this is a clear cup. We can't do what we did last week with a clear cup. Brother Tuffy has a glass of water. Now, it's full. It's pretty full. It's not full. But it's full enough where I want to drink. Well, that's that's the key here this morning. Here in just a minute, I'm going to need you to do something with this glass of water. You're not dumping it on your head today. Right. Last week, he, he was going to dump water on his head. Brother Mendez tried to get him drenched and make him not look so sharp. He looks pretty sharp this morning. He's got a new jacket on that he just got. Yeah. I love this man, Brother Tuffy. Yeah. Brother May. Yeah. Really? I hadn't seen those ones before. I just busted them out. Man, you're looking sharp. I'm going to have to take a back seat. Me me and Brother Darren. Oh, look. We're splashing up. Oh, my goodness. You got to be careful. We don't don't want to lose that, that full cup of water there. Now, there's, there are things happening. How many of you guys know that life has a lot of distractions going on? Yeah? You know, sometimes, you know, you get, you know, you get, if you get to looking around, you can get pretty frustrated with what's going on in life. And uh, there are sometimes where, no, I'm not going to say sometimes, all the time, the devil's doing his best to get your, your eyes off the things that God wants to do in your life. Can I get an Amen. His desire is for Brother Tuffy not to stay full of the Holy Ghost, not to stay full of the Spirit of God. Now, today, we're going to do something unique. I haven't done this actual, I've talked about it, I've explained it, but today, as I was getting ready, this isn't part of my notes, by the way. (laughs) I wasn't going to do this, but the more I prayed, the more I felt like, I needed to do this because there's something about visuals that gets the hearts of people. We're visual folks. We love entertainment that we can see. Amen. Amen. And so today, Brother Tuffy, you got one job. I want you to carry this full cup of water, and I don't want you to spill one drop of that water. I want you to walk around this building without spilling any water. No, go ahead. You got to lift. <laughs> Make sure you don't spill any of that. All right? Oh. <clears throat> Make sure you don't spill that now. You better be careful. Make sure you don't spill that. Okay. All right. All right. You still got some water in there, right? 
Okay. Now, he made it all the way back. Almost full. But he took some in. That's all right. He had to do a little cheating. Well, I, I want to ask you something. What were those kids doing back there when you were walking around the building this morning? I don't know. I was paying attention to the stuff. <laughs> Sad why I didn't spill it. <laughs> Did you see that phone in the floor over there? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see what Brother Blue was doing when you were walking around the building this morning? Well, why not? Focusing on my club. I didn't spill his water. You had a job to do. Yeah. I was focusing so I didn't spill it. I had to drink it because I was going to spill it. Yeah. <laughs> I know you was. <laughs> but I wanted to make sure you were focused on this glass. Yeah. I know you were worried about me, too, because I was giving you a hard time. I was heckling you as you were going around. But you didn't see what everybody else was doing this morning. No, I was on the cup. And you made it back, and you still got water in your cup. Yeah. Well, you can drink that water if you want. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. Yep. Love you. Love you. But just like Brother Tuffy had to walk around this building, now you know what I'm talking about. He had one objective, and that was to make sure he didn't spill that water. Folks, we got one objective, and it's to stay full of God and to do our best to make sure that we aren't spilling over and we're not losing what God's given us, but we're helping others. Well, can I get an amen this morning? God, when we focus on him, he gives us what we need to be able to help others. I heard another man preaching this week, and he said, look, I'm sorry, folks, we don't have people to do Bible studies right now. I'm sorry, folks, because we don't have people to go knocking doors because we're all so busy. We're focused on this. We're focused on that. And I think the one that Brother Jason was talking about this week was talking about people worried about other folks in the church, and that, that applies. Amen. I'm not worried about what Sister Winnie's doing right now because I got one focus when I come into the house of the Lord, and that's the focus on the kingdom of God. And I need a blessing from God today. And I've come to join my heart and my mind with each and every one of you this morning so that I can get from God what I need. Amen. But God didn't just come to supply my need today, but he came to supply the need of the church. And the church isn't just one of us. The church is all of us together. Amen. I'm not worried about what's going on in your home. I'm not worried about what you're doing when you're sitting on this pew. I hope to God that when you come into the house of the Lord, the only thing you've got in mind is to worship God with all of your heart. All you've got in your mind is saying, God, I need something from you today. I need a touch from heaven this morning. I need a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost today because, Brother Blake, i got to go home and I've got to deal with the situations that I left at home today. Amen. I, I've got to I've got to go back to work tomorrow and I've got to deal with that guy on the job that, that he gives me a hard time. Amen. I know what you do for a living. Amen. I know how I treated truck drivers when I was a concrete guy. Amen. I wasn't a great man. Amen. In fact, what? First day on the job. Every truck driver, it's their first day on the job. Amen. That's how they always look at it. Amen. Let me tell you something. I wasn't the best of Christians. I was, I, I, can I be honest with you? Yeah, I grew up in church. All right? And I, and I had folks, oh my goodness. I tell you what, you want to get me mad? Is talk about how young people that grew up in church don't have a testimony. 
I got to be careful because I, I got mad this week. Because a well-known pastor, and I'm not scared to say his name, his name is T.D. Jakes, got up to his church of thousands of people and he got up and told them, I'm not a, he said, I, don't, don't give me a preacher that's been in church all of his life. He's telling thousands of people this. Give me a preacher that's been out on the streets, that's experienced some things. And he said, I need somebody that doesn't want to just sympathize with me, but knows where I've come from. And Brother Blue, I, I, I asked you a question this morning. Can God use somebody that's never experienced what you've experienced to help you through your situation? My God can use anything. I don't have to spend 10 years in prison to be able to help a prisoner to find the path to Jesus. All I got to know is, hey, maybe I haven't passed, I haven't crossed the paths that you've passed and, and you haven't crossed some of the paths that I've passed, but let me tell you this much. I know one who has, has experienced all things and his name is Jesus and he loves you and he loves me. And I don't have to experience what you've experienced, Brother Jason, but I can, I can be there and I can support you and I can be a help to you because in your downfallings, in the lessons that you learn from them, you can help me learn from other situations in my life. That's how God builds us together. Not everybody has to go experience sin to be able to help and even to lead somebody else. But let me tell you something. No, I don't know what it's like to sit in a cell. I'm thankful for that. Maybe one day, if, if, if the things keep going the way they are, I'm going to end up in a cell for what I preach. But that's all right with me. I know that God's going to make, make sure everything's all right. Amen. I, I, I'll go to my grave preaching the gospel. I can promise you that. But I can tell you this as well. I don't have to go out there and experience what it's like to get drunk. I don't have to go out there. And let me tell you, all I have to do is focus on the things that God has in my life. I'll take that glass of water and I'm going to focus on these things. I'm talking about consecration this morning, folks. I'm talking about being full of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about being filled with His Spirit and allowing Him to lead us and to guide us into all things. Amen. I want to consecrate myself today. Everybody say today. I want to do it today because I want the blessing today. I want the blessing today. You want the blessings of God in your life? Just consecrate yourself to him. What does it simply mean? It just simply means I'm devoting myself wholeheartedly to him. Does that mean you're perfect? Not at all. He'll help you become perfect. He'll help you become better. In fact, every time the scripture talks about perfection, Sister Winnie, it's not talking about without flaw. It's talking about being mature. It's talking about where you are in your walk with God. And each and every one of us are at different places in our walk with God. And we, I pray, are mature to that place in your walk with God. And you're not still relying. We talked about this earlier today. You're not still relying on the milk 
of the word of God, but you are seeking the meat and you're seeking the sustenance that can help you grow and become a greater individual in the kingdom of God. God didn't call you. God didn't fill you with the Holy Ghost just to let you sit on a pew somewhere and, and just feel good about yourself. God called you because he had a purpose for you, Brother Jason. Amen, Brother brother Blake. God has a purpose for your life. Amen. That's why he fills us with the Holy Ghost. That's why he has called us today to consecrate ourselves to him, to make ourselves ready and available for his kingdom to be used and, and to, be, to be guided on a regular basis. And if I'm focused on the one thing, that's my consecration to God. I'm not worried about what Brother Blue's doing. I'm not worried about what Grandma's doing. I'm not worried about what Brother Mendez is doing. And, and I'm sure not going around to my brothers and sisters saying, hey, did you see what he did the other day? Can you believe he said such and such the other day? Let me tell you something. The more that we're consecrated to the Lord, even if, if the pastor may say something that you don't understand, guess what? You're going to say, you know what? I, I know he meant that with the best <laughs> best intentions. He, he didn't mean to cross anybody up. And, and, and I can promise you that's not what I'm here to do. Is I'm not here to cut people off at the knees. I'm not here to destroy people. I'm here to help build you up. Amen. I'm here to help you see Jesus when it's all said and done. Moses got up one day and he said, consecrate yourselves this day. I woke up this morning and I was praying, God, I need a word from you. I couldn't, I prayed yesterday. I was out of town all week. I've had a whole week to get ready for today. And not one time has God put a word in my mouth and my heart to, to speak in this service today until I woke up this morning. And I, I woke up this morning and all I heard was the word consecrate, consecrate, consecrate. And I prayed. I said, God, help me. Help me to deliver what you're putting on my heart today. God, I want to be consecrated unto you. Amen. So before I left the house or before I got up and started preparing for this service, I began to pray and ask God, God, I am consecrating myself to you. What does consecration involve? It involves repentance. It involves a, a, a cleansing of your heart. It involves an, a, a, an evaluation. We talked about that this morning about prayer. It, 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 it it, it involves an evaluation of where you're at in your walk with God. Let me tell you, you need to evaluate your walk with God every single week, at least once a week. I talked about it this morning. It's important that you look back and you look over your life and you say, God, where am I at right now? You may not be able to feel God like you really want him to, but you can say, hey, I know that the Bible says I need to repent. I know that the Bible says I need to strive I need to commit my ways unto the Lord. I need to make sure that I present my body a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Amen. That's what I know I need to do. Amen. And so if I know these things, I need that these things are what I need to do. My goodness, I'm getting all whacked out in my my in my, my speech today. But I know some things. You know, Sister Winnie, there are times in my life where I'm not feeling goosebumps while I'm praying. There are times where I'm seeking the face of God. And I'm not really feeling the power of the Holy Ghost just overwhelming me. But Sherry, I know that I need to repent. And I know I need to pray for my brother. And I need to pray for my sister. And I know I need to pray for my pastor. And I know I need to pray 
for my spouse and my children. And I know I need to commit my ways to the Lord anew and fresh. I know that I should commit my, my ways to the Lord in such a way that it transforms me by the renewing of my mind. And just because I don't feel the power doesn't mean God has stopped working in my life. Can I get an amen? I just have to be consistent. This is why it's dangerous for me to teach a Bible lesson and teach or preach later in the service because it all just ends up intertwining. This has been on my heart, folks. Consistency. And this is why I couldn't let it go while ago because I knew where I was going this morning. Consistency. I need to be consistent in my walk with God. I need to pray every single day. I need to seek the face of God every day, even if I don't feel the host of angels sweeping into my room. Even if I don't feel the, the, the power of God, like I've said already, right there in my living room while I'm talking to the Lord, I need to still seek his face. I need to be consistent in my walk with God. That's consecration, my friend. That is loving God. Like Brother Tuffy, he was focused on one thing. Got to do what it takes to make sure I don't lose what God's given me. I've got one thing in mind. I cannot lose this precious power of the Holy Ghost that God's in, in, uh, he's, he's entrusted to me to take care of until I hear the sound of the trumpet. Until I see the dead being raised up into the sky. And because right after I know that the dead are coming out of the graves and they're rising up towards heaven, I can say, Lord, hurry and let, let me come right behind them. Because the Apostle Paul said, what? The dead in Christ shall rise first. And those that are alive and remain shall gather with them in the air. We're going to join them. We're going to be able to worship the Lord. We're going to be able to glorify him. Man, I'm telling you, the more I talk about it, I talked to uh, Mr. Harvey yesterday down there, and we were talking about the coming of the Lord yesterday. Oh, my goodness. I can't, I can't help but get excited about what God has in store for us. But the one thing we have to keep in mind, if we're not consistent, we're not going to see it. If we're not willing to stay so focused on what God's given us, let's not worry about what's going on in the world. That doesn't mean we need to be naive, folks. But we need to be about the Father's business. We ought to love the things of God so much that every day that we go out, God, I want to tell somebody about your grace. I want to tell somebody about your mercy. Does that mean you got to be preachy every day? No, it doesn't mean you have to be preachy every day. Just let your life, let the peace of God that passes understanding, let that minister to folks. Let, let your speech minister to others. Amen. I'm not saying you're, you're, you're preaching. I'm talking about just how you react. The power of the Holy Ghost ought to bring peace in your heart and mind. It'll give you strength. It'll give you the ability to be able to overcome. Amen. As I began to study this thing, I'm not going to go through all of these notes, but I, I, want, I want you to consider with me what happened at the day of Pentecost they were filled with the Holy Ghost because they were willing to consecrate themselves. 
Amen. In Acts chapter 1, you can find what I'm talking about. It's true. Acts chapter 1, verses 10 through 14 says, And while they steadfastly looked toward heaven, amen, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go. Amen. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went into an upper room where abode all these people. And these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. Amen. Before I wrap this up this morning, I want you to understand in order for you to see the blessings of God come upon your life and be, be manifest in your life, I want you to understand there are three things that you have to accomplish in your life on a regular basis. Number one, you must obey. You've got to obey what God has told you to do. Amen. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you've already begun to endeavor to obey God in different ways. Amen. God told you to repent of your sin. You've got to do that. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You've got to do that. Amen. You will, re you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. As the Spirit comes upon you, will speak in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Amen. You've got to obey. Amen. These people that day, amen, they did not just go through the motions, but Jesus said, get to Jerusalem. They went to Jerusalem. Jesus said, tarry for the promise of the Father. They went to Jerusalem to the upper room and they began to pray and they began to seek the face of God and they waited until the promise came. Amen. While they were waiting, something else transpired in their midst. They became unified. Amen. In their endeavors. Amen. Let me tell you something. I, I've heard this preached. I have heard it stated many times. Amen. But it, I, as, as, and I believe in unity. Don't get me wrong this morning. Unity is powerful. Unity is necessary. But I don't believe, Brother Mendez, that the entire group of people have to be unified. We just need a couple. If some of, some of you in this place could grab the vision that I have and you could get the, get the desire that I have to see this community reached, if you could join with me and you would have the vehemency that I have to see it. You're going to spend some days in prayer and fasting. You're going to spend some days knocking doors without somebody saying, hey, will you go and, and, and invite some folks to church? Amen. I, or however it works, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I have not seen knocking doors work very well in this community. Amen. I don't know why, but I haven't seen it really work. We, we've had one person show up to church one time when we first came down here due to door knocking. But most of the effects, the, the most effectual way that we have, effective way that we have to win souls is your life and your testimony and you telling somebody else about what God's been doing for you at the house of God. And people want to come and see it for themselves. Amen. I saw a little funny little clip where this, there was a whole bunch of guys standing on this uh, pier and they were all fishing off the pier and, and all of a sudden this guy comes dancing his way up the pier you guys have seen it and he comes dancing his way up the pier he throw, he cast out all those other guys were all discouraged and upset 
You could tell in the way that they were looking. All he does, he's dancing away, and he's, he just throws, casts it out there, and first cast, boom, he's got a fish. Next thing you know, he's walking away with his fish, and all the other fishermen are dancing now. It can be that way with your relationship with God. That, that one was talking about what happens when somebody comes to God and the effect that you can have on other people's lives. And that's exactly right. You can have an effect on other people's life by the way that you react. If you act like you're upset because you're filled with the Holy Ghost, guess what? Nobody's going to want that. But if you got the joy of the Holy Ghost, God will help you with it. But we need to obey. We need to be unified. And lastly, but definitely not the least, we need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray with a fervency. We need to pray for souls. We need to pray for loved ones. Every one of us have family members that need God. Every one of us have friends and neighbors that need God. We need to pray for them with a fervency today. We need to reach out and let them know, let God know, God, I'm concerned. I want to see them saved. God, I know you're not going to force them uh, uh, above their will, but God, I'm asking help, help me somehow to portray your love to them so that they would come to you. Amen. I, I know if we're not, if we're not, Sowing with tears, we're not going to reap. Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered. What did that mean? Paul went out there and he sowed some seed. Apollo showed up, he started praying for the seed. God gave the increase. We're going to go out, we're going to work together, we're going to see the kingdom of God grow. We're going to see the glory of God fall in this place like we've never seen it before. Amen. We need to pray. We need to be obedient to the voice of God. And we need to come together in unity so that we can see the glory of God. If we can somehow incorporate these three areas in our life. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm about to close. Sister Regan, come. I want, I want you to consider with me. If I would obey what God's asking me to do in my life, whether I understand it or not, he will bring understanding at some time. But I can promise you this. If you'll obey in faith, God will bless you beyond compare. Amen. Praise God. Kind of like the whole thing we talked about tithe. Some folks say, well, I, I, I don't. I don't want to pay tithe because the preacher, I don't know what he's going to do with the money. And I, I don't know what, what's going to happen here. And I don't know what's going to happen there. And I'm not asking for blind faith. But if that's how you pay your tithe, you're paying with the wrong type of attitude. The Lord said this. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. That's not just money. That's in your time your efforts let me tell you something some of you guys are going to see some blessings from God come because of all the efforts that you've put into all of these different events that we've done this year God's going to bless you for it your faithfulness to the house of God God's going to bless you for it your faithfulness in giving financially God's going to bless you for it this is all a part of your consecration. And I'm not worried about what my brother or my sister's doing 
all I'm worried about is, God, what did you call me to do right here, right now? I know we've always heard tunnel vision's a bad thing, but when it comes to consecrating to the Lord, we need to tunnel vision into what God has for our life. Because what happens is when you begin to tunnel vision into what God has, effectively, that tunnel vision is ineffective in your life because God has changed you and he's given you a big picture. He's going to allow you to see things through his lens. It's not about, it's not about God, I, I want to be in control. I hope you're with me this morning. I, I'm not looking to guide every footstep that I take because, God, I know where I end up. I know where I have ended up. But if I consecrate myself today, the blessings will come. That's what the scripture tells me. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, everybody say all, all of these things shall be added to you. All of them. He didn't say seek me first and then seek your career or seek after your family. No. He said seek first. When you seek first his kingdom, then you have the lenses. <laughs> I wear glasses. You have the lenses of the kingdom on now. And now when you see everything else, you're not seeing through fleshly desire. You're not seeing through the pride of life. You're not seeing through the, the desire of flesh. But you're seeing through his desire, his kingdom. What does he have in store for me? Can we stand this morning? I, I know this is different, and I, I always like to have us gather around the front. But today, I want you to stay where you're at. And I want you to consider with me something this week that you can put aside. I'm not asking you to fast the whole week, all right, food. But I'm asking you to consider one thing that you really hold on to, that gets your attention the most throughout your days. And if it doesn't have anything to do with the kingdom of God, I'm asking you, will you put that aside this week? I'm just saying seven days, from today until next Sunday. Can you take that, whatever it is, I, I'm not asking you to tell me, I'm not asking you to tell anybody else, but if you need, if you need somebody to help you, keep you accountable, that's fine, come talk to me. But I want you to consider with me. What is it? Is it watching reels on YouTube? Is it TikTok? Is it, I'm talking about time wasters, folks. That's what I'm talking about. And I want you this week, instead of doing that, do something that would enhance your walk with God. Whether you spend that time in prayer whether you spend that time in reading the Word of God, finding a website, we have our, less, our lessons online. You can go there, you can listen to messages. But doing something, if you want a podcast, a good podcast, I'll, I'll send you some podcasts that have Christian-oriented oriented ideas that they talk about. 
anything that can help us grow in God. That's what I'm trying to emphasize today. I want you to make that decision. I, I came this morning, I said, you know what? I'm going to just say, let's all put away this thing. Well, maybe that, that, that one thing that I want to say church-wide is something we should put away is not something that you deal with. That's a problem for you. So I'm taking just a moment more. I want you to think about it this morning. I want you to think about it. I want you to get it one thing in your mind. And then I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to say, God, here I am today. We're talking about consecrating today, this day. God, I'm consecrating this thing in my life to you. I'm giving it to you. Whatever that is right now, I want you to lift your hands to heaven. And I want you to let God, God, I'm putting this aside for you this week. Because I want to, I want to endeavor to make my walk with you much closer. Can we do that right now? Lord, I love you, Jesus. God, you know, Lord, the hearts of this people. God, I'm asking you this week, God, that you would give us strength. Lord, you know the things that these folks are, are, are dedicating to you. And God, I'm asking that you would help us this week. Lord, as we, as we put these things aside, just for a time, God, that you would help us, God, to grow closer to you. God, as we replace these things, God, I'm asking that you would give us the ability, God, to grow and God, to, to delve more into the kingdom, God, than we ever have before, spending time in prayer. God, I'm asking that you would give us strength today. We magnify you. Can we love the Lord this morning? Can we lift our voices to heaven? Oh, I magnify you, Jesus. Oh, I magnify you, Jesus. You're worthy to be praised today. I give myself to you this morning. I magnify you today. You're wonderful and mighty, Jesus. You're wonderful and mighty, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for being here this morning. Amen. I am, I am, it's always a privilege to see each and every one of you. Amen be able to worship with you. Thank you for coming and being in the house of the Lord this morning. Praise God. All right. Amen. Well, Brother Jason, you want to help me out real quick? <clears throat> Praise God. Pray over this offering this morning, Lord, we love you. We thank you for your grace and mercy. I pray that you would, God bless each and every one that has to give this morning. I pray that you would...